All my life, I've always wanted to help people. Fast forward 40 plus years on this planet and I'm running the holistic clinic of my dreams. I founded the supplement company of my dreams and I'm stepping into each day like it's a dream. Now, I get to help even more people through this podcast and I want you to have the tools to feel your best, to optimize, to figure out what's going wrong and how to course correct. I believe in you so much. Knowledge is power, and we're going to transform your life together. School of Doza is in session. Hi, friends. As always, I hope you are coming to this podcast feeling light and bright in the heart, body, and mind. Healing is always at your fingertips, and each day presents a precious time to get ahead with your health goals. A couple announcements before we get into the show. Number one, if you haven't signed up for the School of Doza newsletter, this is your cue to do so. Head to nursedoza.com to sign up and bi-weekly, you will get emails from me that are written out Q&A style. I sincerely look forward to these questions each week. Nothing is too personal, and believe me when I say, you asking those questions helps other people too, not just you. So send them in. Number two. We do have a YouTube channel if you ever want to watch this podcast in video form. Simply search for Nurse Doza. It will pop up. Today's episode is all about improving your HRV score. Your HRV score is known as your heart rate variability. And it's a measurement of your time in between heartbeats. It's a piece of data that can be found in most wearable devices such as the Apple Watch, the uh, Whoop, and even the Aura. It's so important to work on your HRV score because it is how your body is responding to stress. Higher levels of HRV are associated with healthier hearts, and a lower HRV is associated with things like depression, anxiety, and even chronic stress. So this is very important that we address HRV, you understand what it is, and you find a way to measure it. Now, while we get into stress, let me just briefly mention I know for most people, if you're going to listen to the rest of the podcast, you're going to get a bunch of great information. But for some of y'all, you're here for the solution. So I'm going to give you the solution real quick if that's for y'all. It's uh, something that you probably want to consider in your repertoire for supplements. It's called Zen. It's by IDOVitamins.com. It is the supplement that I took yesterday. In fact, uh, I took two of them in the morning. Uh, a producer was saying I was really chill yesterday. And the reason I didn't, couldn't even think about it was, was Zen. And last night, I measured my HRV, and I was at 100. So, you know, that's just one story, and I went through a lot of stuff yesterday and did other things, but that was noticeable because I took two Zen yesterday, and it's an adrenal support. It has bovine adrenal gland in it, which is an incredible supplement, and a lot of people who take supplements, if you ever get a chance to find something that has bovine gland in it, imagine it's like liver, it's adrenal, thyroid, that's a very good supplement, and that's one of the reasons why we have it in our Zen uh, by idovitamins.com, but Another story of it is that when we take Zen, you can, you can imagine like there's a daily ap- approach you can take your supplements, right? Like if you're imagining you're, you're trying to address HRV, you're trying to address your stress, you want to measure it and you want to see what's working and what's not. So I imagine you take a supplement like Zen, you maybe, you know, start changing your lifestyle and all of a sudden you're, you're measuring HRV and you're seeing it change. And that's the whole point of this podcast is to say we want deliverables, we want something that you can take home right now and make a call to action. 
right? I mean, you want the lifestyle changes, right? Like supplements are great and they work, but you really came for the lifestyle changes. That's why I encourage you to stay for the rest of the episode because now you know how to apply the Zen, right? So let's go ahead, let's get into it. Class is in session. All right, so these are gonna be five tips on how to improve your HRV score. Number one, the first tip on, to on how to improve your HRV score is to go to bed earlier. Now, for a lot of people, a lot of times we go to bed too late. And you know you do because you could obviously say to yourself right now, I could stand to go to bed earlier tonight. And if that's the case, we're, let's just be honest with ourselves. We're probably up late doing things that probably keep us from going to bed earlier, like watching TV, emails, maybe on our phone. Maybe there's a last minute project you're finishing up. And for most people, I imagine late night is a time for you to relax. Now, if you really want to relax, the best thing you could ever do for your body is just to go to bed. Because when you go to sleep, you have ability to rewire the brain, to detox the body, to get rid of inflammation, to recharge your hormones. All this occurs while you're in sleep. And the later that you stay up, the, the worse opportunity that you have to recharge your body. And your HRV is a direct measurement of how you're responding to stress throughout the day. And what's interesting is we measure HRV at night. Uh, last night, I, I used the BioStrap, that's my wearable device. And so I measured my HRV last night. And like I said, it was at 100. Now I know my HRV consistently every day. It's the number one thing I probably track on all my wearable devices uh, or anything I recommend on a far as a wearable device. And when I measure it, I measure, I measure it at sleep. So if I go to bed later, my HRV is going to be directly reflected by that. If I go to bed earlier, I have a better HRV. And the, remember, the goal with the HRV, if it's a measurement of your stress, let's get into the weeds. There's parasympathetic versus sympathetic when it comes to stress in our body. Like, remember that stress is constant. You're never going to get rid of it. It is, you know, in the form of financial, in the form of uh, relationship stress, work stress, uh, you know, sugar stress, sunlight stress. Well, sleep shouldn't be stressful for the body. In fact, it should be anti-stress. So when you have anti-stress in your life, you have good sleep. And when you have good sleep, you have anti-stress in your life. That's just, I really look at it, right? And you, that's a response to the stress, right? Because like I said, if you have an inflammatory response to stress, then you're not going to live very long and you're going to have all kinds of health issues. So sleep is like the most important thing in our fight against inflammation. And I could make the case, if you really want to get into it, that if overall health is just looking at parasympathetic versus sympathetic nervous system response to stress, we want to live in parasympathetic mode, right? Parasympathetic mode is where high HRV lives. And I'm talking HRV, heart rate variability above 70, above 75, like 75 to 100 is ideal. And that's the target that I want people to get. That's what I talk to about our clients here. 75 to 100 is ideal for HRV. And that means you're living in a parasympathetic mode. Now, if I'm testing that while I'm sleeping, which I did last night, I am in a resting mode while I sleep. Now, what does that do for my recovery? You know what it does. It improves it. Because if I'm in a sympathetic mode and my HRV is low, like let's say my HRV is in the 20s or 30s, I am stressed out all the time. And go look at your Apple Watches. Go look at your wearable devices right now. And if you want to find it right now on your, on your health app, that's where you have to find it on your Apple Watch. It's the one with the heart on it the white uh, app with the heart on it and you go and you hit that app and then you go scroll down it says show all health data 
and you go click on that and you'll scroll down to you see resting heart rate but if you go a couple below that you'll see heart rate variability and that's what you want to click on heart rate variability should be higher for people that means you're in parasympathetic mode that's where health lives that's where you're relaxed if you're in sympathetic mode and you're stressed out all the time flight or fight mode your hrv will probably be anywhere from the tens to the 30s and if you're finding your hrv right now as we're listening imagine this is just a baseline for you okay because this is probably the first time you've even seen this and if you imagine that this is the first time that you've seen this hrv don't be alarmed because having a high number is not something that comes easy i have to imagine there's a lot of times people will have a low number just because they've never seen it before and they never try to support it or address it but like i said the easiest thing the thing that you were designed to be able to do is to go to sleep and if you just maximize your sleeping efforts your hrv will go up and if you need more tips on sleep we have a whole podcast episode about it it's number 18 maximizing and optimizing your sleep but let's just get into some of the studies i, I was studying some of the hrv studies when it came to sleep and i found something very interesting when you have sleep disorders your hrv is lower so you imagine insomnia you, right this is interesting because when i ask people about their sleep a lot of times they say well i get good sleep that's not the problem and i say okay well let's analyze your sleep are you asleep for six seven hours straight because let's be honest most people aren't they're waking up throughout the night and some people have a hard time falling back asleep and so you imagine that your body is so high wired and it's so stressed out that one you might have trouble falling asleep and then two you have trouble staying asleep that's going to be directly measured in your hrv but guess what in these same wearable devices they also measure your sleep and i can track as well when you're getting into deep REM sleep or when you're awake because like i said on my biostrap i also track my sleep and if i track my sleep and i check my hrv i can see how recovered i'm getting and how deep into REM i'm getting throughout the night and if i'm awake all night is that true good sleep so i imagine my goal is to not just to get sleep i want deep sleep on top of good high hrv so my measurements for my wearable devices when i go to bed earlier I get up first thing in the morning and I look at my HRV and I look at my deep sleep. And if I can see a correlation between high amounts of deep sleep, I see a high HRV. And I've seen that just work for myself. Now, other people, I would say it's probably going to work for you too. But like I said, HRV, insomnia, sleep disorders, they all go hand in hand. And think about the people who have sleep apnea. If you wear a CPAP and you're listening to this right now and you imagine that you snore at night like I do, I've had to work on breathing better because a lot of times at night with sleep apnea, we don't get enough oxygen. And you imagine if you're not getting enough oxygen at night, are you able to uh, function the next day because you don't have the most essential nutrient you need in order to function as a human. And so if you're not breathing correctly during the day, you're not breathing correctly at night, it's going to be reflected in your HRV as well. So these are just baseline things that you look at and you say, okay, well now I can improve on this, right? So just going to bed earlier, understand you know for some people it might be a few points on your hrv but if you go to bed early enough you know for a whole month now it's a habit and if you go to bed early for a whole month in a row your hrv could go up significantly and and if that's reflected in your data looking at your apple watch i have to ask you if you've done that for a whole month and hopefully you have if not hopefully you prepare for it a month from now would you feel better if your hrv was higher and you went to bed earlier right? Would you not feel better? And the answer is probably yes. 
The answer is probably yes. So why not go to bed earlier? And keep in mind, when you go to bed earlier too, try not to eat right before you go to bed. Try not to watch too much TV before you go to bed, right? Because all of this will directly affect your HRV score. Tip number two on improving your HRV score. Listen to music. I am the biggest fan of vibration therapy. I love music as my form of therapy. Music to me is the soundtrack to my life. I have had wonderful ups and downs throughout my life because of music. And what's great is music has always been there for me. Music it will always be there for me and music is there for me when I, when I need it the most. One of the best things I always do for myself is listen to music first thing in the morning because the music that I listen to kind of sets the tone for the rest of the day and sometimes vice versa. If I am in a certain mood, I will feed into that and I will listen to that type of music, especially if it's a sad song, right? If I'm in a sad mood, I listen to sad music because I want to cry and I want to cry because I want to release. I want to get rid of things. And a lot of times I ask a lot of our clients, I say, how often do you cry? And it's, it's kind of surprising. A lot of people don't cry that much. And I think it's something that we were given as an ability to have to be alive and to be able to detox and to reduce inflammation. Because if you hold on to stress like we always do and we don't get good enough sleep, we can't get rid of it. The next thing we could do is listen to a song that makes us cry because imagine even if they're happy tears. You have to imagine that listening to music, if it's that profound on the body to where it causes you an emotional release like that, it has to be good for your soul. Well, it shows here that music can increase your HRV. There's something called binaural beats. And binaural beats have been shown for years to be beneficial for people who have psychiatric disorders mental wellness disorders, even sleep disorders, even heart disorders. We have studies here that show that vibrational therapy improves HRV, but not just any vibrational therapy, whole body vibrational therapy. I'm talking like you imagine you're standing on a vibrational plate and you've seen maybe seen these before, but you stand on a plate and it vibrates for you. Some people have used this for like lymphatic response. I use this to activate things like the vagal nerve. Whole body, whole body vibration will activate the vagal nerve. And that's why I say listen to music if you want to rate your HRV because the body is a musical instrument. And I play guitar. So you imagine that when I play guitar, I found it fascinating that the chakras have the same tuning as a standard tuning of a guitar. So when I tune my guitar, my acoustic guitar, I can also remember the pitch and then activate that same sound as I open my mouth and vibrate through my chakras to activate, you know, my, my energy. And you say, well, okay, what are you talking about here? I say, okay, I imagine that I want to get something out because I'm so pissed off. I'm so mad, right? And I want to sing at the top of my lungs. Maybe I want to yell, right? So this goes back to the music. If I'm mad, I will listen to probably hard rock. If I am super chill, I'll probably listen to like lo-fi, chill, deep house music, okay? Because I'm not going to listen to one or the other if I'm in that other mood, right? Unless I want to get out of that mood. And so what I do with vibrational therapy is, especially here at the lounge, if you walk in and you're a client at the clinic and you walk in here, there's music always playing in the background. And it's because it sets the tone for the day. Sometimes I'll play some very chill, like 70s, 80s, R&B, some funk, some Al Green, Stevie Wonder, right? And people will just kind of, you know, just relax there. Sometimes I'll play, you know, some other lo-fi music just because people, you know, it's Monday or Tuesday and they need a little pick-me-up. But anytime you see people 
you know, kind of sync with the music, with sync with the radio station, sync with the genre, it either helps them or hurts them. So you imagine, for an example, let's say that I'm listening to a certain radio station and it's a type of music you don't like. Well, imagine you could change your radio station, listen to what I'm listening to, and maybe it might help, but if you don't like it, you're going to back away. And if you back away, I'm thinking you're missing out on the opportunity to get to vibe with this music because when you listen to this type of rhythm, when this type of beat, it syncs with your heartbeat. And that's why a lot of times you go to like Orange Theory, you go to those hit workouts, they have like a fast beat, boop, 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 right? Because it latches with your heart rate. And like if you haven't gotten this by now, your heart rate is just your response to your stress. So if you respond to stress in an inflammatory way, your heart rate goes up. Think about that next time you go to Orange Theory. But when you do that enough, your heart rate variability gets affected by that because it's the time in between the heartbeats. And a high HRV means you don't have, or you, you have a slow heartbeat. And if a low HRV means you have a high heartbeat, then you're thinking, okay, if I can slow my heartbeat down with music, what happens then? Well, imagine high fast beats activate sympathetic response and it can lower your HRV. But low vibrational beats can activate your parasympathetic, parasympathetic response, which can activate your HRV. So think about this. If you're listening to lo-fi and you listen to deep house music while you study, which a lot of people do, or you, you, you know, put it on the background while you're just relaxing, maybe put it on at work, your whole body syncs with that song. And next thing you know, you're in a calm, resting mode if it is calm music. But if it's like you know, Metallica and you're listening to Metallica at work, you know, do you really want that kind of sympathetic energy response to go? I mean, it's going to raise your heart rate and so forth. So like I said, if you want to improve your HRV, imagine listening to very calm music before you even go to bed. Or maybe when you first get up in the morning, listen to Mozart. See what it does your HRV. I mean, I have tons of studies from the past that show listening to Mozart improves your cognition scores first thing in the morning. But I bet you it would improve your HRV as well. Somebody do that for me. Listen to Mozart for a month straight. Measure your HRV and get back to me and see what happens. The third tip on improving your HRV score. This is a combination. Sauna and breath work. All right. Now, I'm going to dissect each one. But the third tip, either one, you can pick either one. If you can do both, great. Improve your HRV score with sauna and breath work. And I'm, I'm referring to dry sauna. I, I'm a big fan of dry sauna. Now, I have studies here that show that sauna initially can increase your sympathetic response when you first are in the sauna maybe you know first 20 minutes right so your hrv is higher i mean it's actually going lower i'm sorry and you say well this is counterintuitive and i say well yes at first your body goes into a sympathetic mode because it is responding to stress right you're putting heat on it right 180 degree sauna you will uh you know, put a lot of stress on the body and what will happen after a while, your body has to respond to it. So what is the first thing it does? It starts breathing and starts sweating. And if it starts breathing and starts sweating, the next thing you know, your body can then cool down. And if you can start breathing, then also you start relaxing your heart rate and your breathing is, is the main uh, tool that will do that. Well, I think sauna and breath work is the number one tool on how to learn how to do things like get healthy. Because if you can sit in the sauna and you can respond to stress like heat, 180 degree Fahrenheit heat, then you can handle a lot. I mean, let's be honest with yourself. At first, we've seen a study and it shows at first when you step into the sauna and you sit there for the first 10 or 20 minutes, your heart rate goes up, your HRV goes down. But then 
a rebound effect happens. Your parasympathetic, your parasympathetic nervous system takes over. And then what happens is your HRV goes up because you were able to cool down, your breath work slowed your heart rate down, and then your HRV was able to go back up again. So imagine this little bit of stress that you electively put on the body helped you adapt so well to where then your HRV improved afterwards. That's why I think sauna is so important because if you can build up to 30 minutes in the sauna, now you're in the sweet spot. And this is where I, I talk to people about the morning routine. If you want a, a morning routine, I highly advise you a morning routine will increase your HRV score or it'll decrease it depending on what you do in that morning routine. We have a, a podcast episode on morning routine. But in my morning routine, I try to hit the sauna anytime I get a chance. Because if I'm in the sauna, I'm doing breath work. I'm meditating. I am by myself. I'm not listening to a podcast. I'm sorry. I'm not, I don't have headphones in. I'm not listening to music. I may be conversing with someone in there, but this is my time. When I'm in the sauna and I have 15, 20, 30 minutes to myself, this is my time. I close my eyes. I can think about anything I want to be. I can think about a to-do list. I, I can do whatever I want with these 20, 30 minutes, but it's my time. And I keep saying my, it's not selfish. I give away my energy the rest of the day. And the more energy I give the rest of the day, the lower my HRV score goes. The more time I am in meetings, the lower my HRV score goes. The more time I'm on the computer, the lower my HRV score goes. So the more time I'm in the sauna and I do breath work, guess what? My HRV goes up. The more that I go to sleep earlier, my HRV goes up. The more that I listen to music in the morning, my HRV goes up. And so I have a pattern. I don't listen to the music in the sauna. I can create my own music. So I told you a while ago that, you know, yes, I will sing sad songs. I sing sad songs or happy songs and cry happy or sad tears in the parking lot outside of the gym where the sauna is located. Okay, so I will be doing my music therapy first thing in the morning after I get my sunlight and, you know, I checked my HRV score and my sleep the night before. I go to the gym and I'm sitting in the parking lot and I'm crying, I'm yelling, I'm singing on top of my lungs, whatever I go in. And if I have the energy, I go to work out. If I don't, I go straight to the sauna. And I get so excited to go to the sauna. My wife, she's also a big sauna fan. And so when we're in there together or separately, it's like we know this is our time. And when I do breath work, I know that diaphragmic belly breathing is the goal. Okay, so when people talk about how to relax and how to breathe correctly, I'm going to show you how to breathe. You breathe in through your nose, into your belly. That's how you correctly breathe, in. Now, when you hold that breath, that's another point to breathing because some people will exhale quickly. That's okay. However, I want you to focus on the exhale. The exhale is the most important part of your breath. When you inhale, you're inhaling life, stress, thoughts, intentions. Okay. Now, as long as you want to hold on to it, that's how long you hold on to it. And when you breathe it out, you can either breathe it out through your nose, breathe it out through your mouth. But when you exhale, you activate the parasympathetic nervous system that activates your rest and digest part of your body that causes you to be in a healthier state. And it's reflected in a higher HRV. If you're in the sauna, you're also increasing your HRV by just responding to the stress of the heat. But if you do diaphragmic belly breathing, you will increase your HRV even more 
And you will not be able to do this if you're listening or doing something or distracted with something that takes away from you concentrating on your breath. That's why I say the sauna is the place for you to kind of maximize your efforts. If you can get the sauna, great. If you can't get the sauna, you still got the breath work. If you got the breath work and you get into the sauna, you got another tool to work with. And like I said, if I'm in the sauna, I chant. I, I, I will chant. I will hum. I will vibrate my whole nervous system, my whole body while I'm sitting there on the wooden panels. Because I want to feel the vibration tickle my vagal nerve. The vagal nerve is a nerve that innervates to all our organs. And it controls the parasympathetic versus the sympathetic response in our body. So when you activate the vagal nerve, you can cause it to be overactive and go into the sympathetic mode, or you can go to be very calm and go into parasympathetic mode. Humming, low vibrations, delta waves, theta waves, gamma waves, all of these hertz have been known to activate things like the HRV, the parasympathetic, and it improves your life. Vibration and energy is everything, and if you can get all of that while you're dry saunaing, breathing in the sauna for 20 minutes, my God, you'll be healthier. The fourth tip on how to improve your HRV score is to laugh more. Now, you can see a trend here. We talked about going to bed earlier. We talked about music. We talked about sauna and breath work. The fourth tip, laughter. Imagine that laughter will activate your parasympathetic rest and digest part of your nervous system. When you laugh, you help raise your HRV. And this is how you do it. Laughter is medicine, and we've known this for years, but how does it actually work? Well, so the interesting thing about listening to comedy is that it increases your sympathetic nervous system at first. However, after laughing and you get the release, you will have a decrease of the sympathetic nervous system, and now you have an activation of your parasympathetic nervous system. We have a study here that shows that watching comedy videos can actually activate the parasympathetic nervous system afterward. However, Watching tragedy videos keeps you in sympathetic mode even 20, 30 minutes, 60 minutes after you've watched your last video. So keep this in mind when you are watching or looking at stuff on your phone at nighttime before you go to bed. Because if you're watching funny cat videos, there's a reason why. You're probably trying to increase your HRV score because looking at detrimental things right before you go to bed will decrease your HRV score. Now. If you go back to laughter as medicine, the benefits of humor have been proven throughout the years. I think it's a release. And a lot of times I have to ask people, you know, when do you laugh throughout the day? Just like when crying happens, it's rare. And you imagine that kids laugh and cry all the time too. And as a parent, it's very interesting because I want my kids to laugh and cry just the same way I want adults to laugh and cry because it's an expression. It's one of your own personal expressions that you were designed to be able to do. And if you hold in laughter because you don't want to laugh out loud in front of people, then why? It's like saying the same thing when it comes to dancing. Dancing is a form of expression. Your dancing is different than everyone else's. Laughter is different than everyone else's. And I think laughter is intoxicating because it's just like when you think about you listen to someone's laughter, you see someone smiling, maybe they're taking a picture. Think about that the next time. You're probably smiling too as you're watching them take this photo or laugh, right? Because... Laughter is so intoxicating that if you were just to burst out in laughter, 
it might be healthy for you enough to where it causes other people to start laughing. And the next thing you know, that causes a ripple effect. Same way when you go to like a comedy show or when you go to a really funny movie. We say, I need laughter as medicine. It's going to be therapeutic. And when you go there and you finally laugh and you get all of it out, you will sleep better. And if you measure your HRV, I almost bet you your HRV will be increased. So laughter is definitely medicine. And the last tip for improving your HRV score, yoga. Now, let's just backtrack this real quick. We've talked about going to bed earlier. We've talked about making sure that you go and get some breath work done, that you laugh. Maybe you're listening to good music. Now, the fifth tip when it comes to yoga, I want you to understand that yoga is different for everyone. Yoga for me is very different than it was when I first started. When I was first starting yoga, I did power vinyasa. And it was very hot. It was a, a heated classroom. And I went there because it was a good workout. But the most amazing thing happened to me at the very end of my very first yoga class. Savasana. And I'll never forget the feeling I had when I did my first Savasana. I laid on the mat at the end of the yoga class completely still. However, it took me several minutes to seconds to get into that stillness. For I quickly realized while I was laying there on this yoga mat drenched in my own pool of sweat, I had never truly relaxed before in my life. Enough to where I felt like every part of my body was melting onto the floor as I was laying on it. Savasana could be the most important part of most yoga classes. Savasana is the very last part where you take in what you just accomplished. And for a lot of people, it's a deeper reflection, a self-internalization time for some. And that's what it was for me. And for some people who've experienced Savasana and yoga classes, you know exactly what I'm talking about. For the other people who haven't, you don't get this lifting weights in the gym. There's nothing in the gym that made me feel transcendent the way that Savasana did. I left everything out I could on the mat. It was a very intense workout and it was very difficult. And I had to do positions and strength that I've never done before. And I quickly realized the parts I was weak in my body. And at the very end, there was a little space in the class for you to recover and relax. And it's fascinating because in the gym, there really isn't that time. And so when I'm in the gym now, let's see, I think it's been seven years now that I've been practicing yoga. I do yoga almost every day if I can. And I actually warm up with at least 10 to 20 minutes of yoga before I even work out in the gym. And it's fascinating because everyone just thinks yoga and stretching. It's not that. Yoga fulfills my soul in ways that lifting weights will never do it. Running for six miles is not as intoxicating as me saying I was able to tap into my third eye by just sitting still for 20, 30 minutes. To me, that's where true HRV and health lies, is being able to lie in savasana. And the deeper that I get into that and the more meditation I get into it and I, the more that I can breathe into this relaxation feeling, the more that I know that I am in the most rest and digest parasympathetic state I could ever achieve. When this happens in yoga, it has been talked about that breath work and yoga can help you achieve higher levels of consciousness. And it's called tapping in. 
tapping into yourself, to the idea that you can have these higher level thoughts, that you can think about things bigger than yourself. This all happens while I'm in savasana. For when I'm in sympathetic mode, I'm at the gym, right? Because I'm ramping up my energy. And maybe you could just felt the energy change right now. Imagine a beautiful, very calm yoga studio or maybe your bedroom with candles and soothing, soothing sounds in the background or the gym where there's a bunch of grunts and yelling and there's music or rap in the background, right? That's playing and you're thinking like, oh my gosh, like people are showing up like this every day on coffee and caffeine trying to show up and get the gains while people who go to yoga, who are truly going to yoga, aren't going for the workout. They're going because it's the only thing that allows them to sleep at night. Yoga is the only thing that's going to help them with their back pain. Yoga is the only thing that keeps them alive. And what's fascinating is you, I can tell you this. More people found yoga because they were searching for something in their life and they couldn't find it. And when they found yoga, they found a whole new life. And that's me. My athleticism as a young man was different than it is now. I'm very proud to say I can do a handstand now at age 41. Yoga taught me that. I wasn't able to do that at age 21. I wasn't able to do that at age 31, and I was lifting a lot of weights. Yoga is incredible, but like anything else, it's very different wherever you go. I highly encourage you to start at home, and if you don't know what pose to do, I have two poses for you. Double pigeon and legs on the wall. Legs on the wall is probably my favorite adrenal pose for yoga, and I bet you it will probably help your HRV score if you do it every night before you go to bed instead of being on your phone. And the easy way to do legs on the wall, you sit on the wall or sit on the floor next to the wall and then you put your back flat on the wall. On the, <laughs> you sit next to the wall, you put your back flat on the ground and you put your legs up on the wall, straight lines, feet towards the sky. And you lay there with your arms open, chest open for about 5, 10, 20 minutes. Some people fall asleep. If you don't fall asleep and you belly breathe, you will meditate and it's fun. You'll time travel, you'll go to other places, you can be anything you want. But if you do all these things, imagine each one of these is part of a routine. A morning routine, a daytime routine, a nighttime routine. Maybe you do some of this stuff because you work at night. Maybe you do some of this stuff already because it helps you with pain. It doesn't matter. If you're just looking at straight measurables and you want objective data, heart rate variability defines your health. And for most people, they had no idea about it until right now. But if you measure your HRV on a daily basis like I do, and you do these five things, yoga, sauna, breath work, laughter, music, and even going to bed earlier, your HRV will improve and your health will improve. And you'll be able to do whatever you want in life because that's what health is. You're able to do whatever you want in life. If you don't have health, you won't be able to do anything in life. In conclusion, for people out there who are stressed and are wanting a supplement, I'm a big fan of supplements. We have a company for crying out loud. It's called IDOVitamins.com. The supplement for your adrenals, your HRV, for people who want a better night's sleep, Zen. It's my favorite supplement for that. I took two in the morning. You can take two, three, four a day if you want. It has bovine adrenal gland in it, vitamin B5, vitamin B6, vitamin B, I mean, uh, let's see, vitamin C in there, some adaptogens. This is like a three-in-one supplement, really. But if you want to try Zen, it's a great supplement for stress, sleep, and adrenals. Go to iduvitamins.com. Use code NURSEDOZA. Tell me what you think. You'll probably notice something within the first week or two. Until next time, be well, my friends. Take care of yourselves. 
I'll see you next week. Class is concluded. Keep working on your health.